We have so much to get to tonight on the shutdown full cast. Uh, we have to move fast because this is going to be an exclusive, exclusive, exclusive look. Air horn. Bonfire. That's what we're doing tonight because we're going to be discussing our exclusive results of the college football playoff. Available on any internet website, but exclusive to this podcast only. For the purposes of this podcast only. Yeah, just a mere 10 to 14 hours, depending on when we get around to it. Exclusive rapid-fire coverage of the college football playoffs' first rankings of the year. Air horns. Oh, wait, that happened? That's a damn good air horn, Jason Kirk. Thanks. <laughs> it kind of it kind of was like the air horn sound you'd get on the cheapest Casio keyboard. Well, damn it, Ryan. I'm only one man. We go in double Winwood with these rankings. <laughs> <sighs> the God, Jeff Long, AD Arkansas, soon to be Michigan probably. The Pharaoh, Gary Patterson. <laughs> the Pharaoh. 82 points. Damn, Hennessy. We're uh, we're looking at the first rankings of the year, which we, again, will be discussing with all lightning speed, again, probably 10 to 12 hours after they happen. Maybe 14. You never know. There might be a morning meeting. But we'll definitely be discussing them, and you'll be listening to them right now as we talk about them, because um, they're not bad. Really. Yeah, we had a whole lot of worries coming in, but uh, despite them tallying up strength of schedule with an abacus and overlooking margin of victory and all that stuff we were all worked up about it's uh it's pretty much what you know a bunch of nerds like us would have cooked up yeah not too bad because you think that the real sticking spot there's going to be one but we figured i think fairly enough that the three or the four spot was going to be a little jacked up right because most people agreed at this point it's easy enough to slide your two chief undefeateds i.e florida state and mississippi state we are talking about the knolls by the way talking about the knolls just talking about those knolls, trying to keep away that media bias, spraying reason and logic around like so much DDT illegally dumped over Tallahassee and Leon County. Got to go keep play, go play outside, bathe in it. So soak it up. It's good for your daddy. It's good for you. Go knolls. Go knolls. But we figured that number one and number two would be Mississippi State and Florida State, and that floating somewhere in there, you'd have another uh, SEC West team. I think if anyone's going to pick out anything. Remotely controversial, it would be putting Auburn at three. Does that, does that seem sort of to be like the chief bone most people would pick with uh, the current top four? I think it seems to be the big surprise just because a lot of people had overlooked Auburn with uh, the the hype around the Mississippi schools. Uh, this being their first year that they've ever been good at the same time. And then Bama being Bama, people kind of forgot about Auburn. That team with just one loss you know, to the number one team that went on the road to play a top 10 team and won there. So I think it's a credit to the committee that they looked at the full body of work Auburn's done and said, hey, that's a, that's a top four team. So it was a surprise, but I think it's a merited one. And, you, what, and go ahead. Do you know the strong flavor that I'm taking away from this top 25 as a whole? Hmm. There, is a, there is like a good three tablespoons of fuck Marshall in this particular chili. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that that's probably the big like 
I didn't wish they'd included didn't even, margin didn't of even give him like the, didn't even give him like the courtesy of a twenty four or a twenty five ranking. Yeah. Nope. Well, well, they had to get Louisville in at twenty five because they're playing the Knolls. You know, you know, you know who they did not have to put in here at all is UCLA. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Pretty sure nobody on this panel has actually watched UCLA play. Fuck UCLA. Yep. Can't spell. UC- you can't spell in, UCLA without Cal, which is why in Jason, fairness, which is, which is why Jason Kerr hates them. In <laughs> fairness, there was only one VHS copy of this year's UCLA Memphis game at the Blockbuster, and it was rented at the time. Sorry, I had to take Last Starfighter. <laughs> yeah, if if they were including margin of victory, then Marshall would have to be here because they're playing terrible teams, but they're kicking the shit out of them. Yeah, so they're they're doing exactly what a top twenty-five team should do against bad teams. There, it's kind of sad that Marshall has now made the jump to like Division One, aka FBS, and tried to schedule people and tried to shift out of their conference and done everything they can, and they're still in the same position that Randy Moss's Marshall team was in for major bowls. <laughs> nothing's changed for them. Literally, nothing has changed for Marshall in like fifteen years. It's a land stuck in time. Just being ranked behind Duke. <laughs> Just being stuck. <laughs> being stuck behind. Countless ACC teams. <laughs> oof. Speaking, yeah, of, I, speaking of oof, that was, that was my official Twitter response. Boy, what a creative one. To Notre Dame being slapped at 10. 10. 10. That's, uh, that's, that's a little bit farther than I think most humans had them. Where would they be if they'd played somebody other than Florida State out of schedule? They'd be back. Like, way back if they'd lost. Like, if they'd played Louisville or something and lost to them. Yeah, they'd probably be around there with, uh, well, I mean, Nebraska's at 15. They lost to Michigan State, so they'd be around 15. They'd be way down there. This, of course, of course, will uh, feed into the general persecution complex that Notre Dame fans have. Being willfully shunned from the chief superstructures of college football for being overly independent. They're the Howard Rourke character of college football, just... Over there, erecting magnificent buildings that no one will pay attention to. Are we? Are we even going to remember the Notre Dame thrashing of Michigan by the end of the year? Like, I feel like it will be the game that your brain says, "I only have so much, so many cells to put things in." Something else I, to go and you say, nope. "I got to delete something from this hard drive," and it's definitely yeah. a Michigan game. There, yeah, there, I, there are certain I, games you just won't remember. That's one of them, right? Like, I want to keep ski free, so Notre Dame, Michigan, you got to go. <laughs> oh yeah, man, you kept ski free. Brian Van Gorder as, yeah. as the uh, abominable snowman thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's his whole strategy. What's your mom's phone number? Yeah. <laughs> that and other games you won't remember, it, when you look back at it, Florida State, Oklahoma State, just looks worse and worse every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sure does. Because they barely beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's not a real good team. It's possible that Florida State's improved since then significantly. And that, of course, that result may be somewhat misleading. But right now, it doesn't exactly look misleading. But yeah, that's, I, a, that's a bad one for the Knowles because OSU lost its quarterback after that game. So uh, FSU played a better a better OSU team than just about anybody else has. And uh, that that, you know what? Like it just gives us a chance to talk about the Knolls, but we could come back to the Knolls later. Yeah, we will, because you know one important part of the shutdown forecast is you know talking about the Knolls. Now, now is Knowles. now now is later though, so that's true. We could talk about them right again. I, I would like to go ahead and pivot down the standings if we could. Pardon us, Seminoles. FSU Twitter forever. 
Let's we'll go ahead. And, yeah, we'll be back. Let's go down uh, down the list a little bit if we can. Um, I think Oregon. If, it, by the way, the Auburn thing it's a little high. I, I think three and four. You probably could have just switched those up. Like I don't really see much of a difference at this point old, between Old Miss and Auburn. So you can move them either way. For me, uh, Oregon at five seems fair. I'm okay with that. And they, I believe they were very upfront that they considered Oregon's injury problems, especially around the time of that Arizona game, which I guess is what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Well, I, I, think I mean, they're making up their own rules. So. They, they're, they're making up their own rules. But you know, right. at, this far, this, at this point, with this completely fictional uh, story that we're supposed to rig up here, it's not improbable, right? No. It's also probably something we might have to bring up for Baylor later on, down around 13. Which yeah. when if, when, if we can read that far down there where Baylor is. <laughs> we only have 57 minutes. Dude, I don't know if we're going to make it that far. Need some headlamps down there. Whew, they're, they're, <laughs> they're down there in that Arizona basement. They're sandwiched, yeah. they're sandwiched by Arizonas. Yeah. That, is, that is what I call the Georgia rest stop, where it's like, yeah, you're not, you're not where you need to go, but... Stop on here at around ten to fifteen, and you know we got we got sandwiches and cool lemonade. You can get a pamphlet for Rock City. It's only one hundred and eighty miles up the road. Rock City is not here; just the pamphlets, mind you. Just the pamphlets. Callaway Gardens, only thirty-eight miles away. Have a pecan log. Now here's a fun thing. I think to me the story of this week's rankings, other than Auburn being three, is Baylor being six spots behind TCU, a team it beat, uh, and that's based on largely on out-of-conference schedule where Baylor played absolutely nobody and blew it away, as it should. Um, so if you're not going to acknowledge margin of victory, then you have to punish Baylor. But TCU is that far ahead of Baylor, largely because it beat up Minnesota, which means that one of the biggest, uh, the biggest stories of the rankings has to do with Minnesota. You might also be getting a little bit of a courage bounce here. I think that's what you've really got with some of the consideration of out-of-conference scheduling. Because keep in mind, TCU, you know, who lost to Baylor, ranked ahead of them. Alabama ranked at six. What's their quality win? Oh, it's over West Virginia. Dubby! <laughs> Dubby. Like, West Virginia is actually a pretty influential player in terms of, like, how the overall strength of schedule goes here. Just because of that Alabama TCU Baylor connection, they're going to have a real say in how this unfolds. Which 20, per- 20 is also a very fun spot for them because it's like it's not high enough that there's pressure. Like, oh man, if you win out, you're definitely going. It's like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But it's also not low enough to just give up. It's sort of like a slightly not not a wounded animal that's just waiting to die. But an animal that's like, yeah, I lost some blood. Let's see what happens. <laughs> that's pretty appropriate for Dan that's, Holgerson and that's West Virginia. Not, that's not a metaphor. That is an actual description. No, it's pretty literal. I, I would say that this is proof that if Dana Holgerson can't win the party, he's going to pour a whole thing of Visine in the punch and see what happens. I really do like that we have LSU, West Virginia, and Clemson all in a cluster, like a terror, a terror cluster of hey. We're gonna ruin your. We're gonna, we're gonna ruin somebody's day for no goddamn reason. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would followed bump, by UCLA. That's the madness quadrant, right? There. I would, UCLA I would is only up, ruining its own day. I would bump that to the, the the most criminally underrated team at this point. To me, if you're looking at this, um, I think Michigan State at eight's a little low because I am kind of a convert at this point. Only a year yeah. and a half. Only a year and a half late. Yeah, 
but uh, but I, I think that they're probably a little bit better than eight. Additionally, a team that could just ruin lives, homes, entire eras of football history at seventeen, Utah. These Ooh. are two. These are two Jason Kirk patented teams. These are my two favorite teams. Mm-hmm. They are your two favorite teams, and in true fashion, capable of laying ugly ruin to whatever walks in their path. That's why you yeah. can't take you can't take them to a museum. No heavens, no. Like, <laughs> oh my God, you just punched the David right in the knee. <laughs> you take Mark D'Antonio to a museum; he's just getting pissed off at all the like artifacts, like the the spears and stuff. You can't chop block the Pieta. Why didn't you put skin on that brontosaurus skeleton? That's lazy. Go find some brontosaurus skin. Finish the drill, archaeologists. Finish the drill. I've seen Jurassic Park. It can be done. Literally finish the drill. Finish the drill. You haven't dug up all the bones. Go back to China. It's not hard. Bones remain. Utah Uh, football, 2014. Another team that seems a little uh, high, on the contrary, if you want to know... If you want to know how bad Virginia Tech is this year and oh, what the quantifiable man. effect of uh, of bad touching from Virginia Tech is, look at Ohio State's ranking. 16th at this point. That's what happens when you lose to Virginia Tech. The, the nice thing about that loss is this year's. So you know how everybody has a very successful friend who they have a horribly embarrassing story about from college where it's like, oh, yeah. John is John owns his own architecture firm and he just won an award from the mayor. But I saw him shit himself in public at a Chili's too. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is that this is that beshitting. Yeah, yeah. I saw Ohio State eat a slug for a do- for a dollar <laughs> in a basement one time. Yeah, I remember when I saw him dancing in his own pee. Yeah, that's that's this Ohio State. Ohio team. State drank a week old milkshake on a dare. <laughs> I I should know. I actually do know a kid uh, who in high school drank the drippings from a George Foreman grill that had been used to make about 20 burgers. Delicious. For for 10 bucks. 10 bucks. That's a good rate. As far as as dumb high school shit goes, that's a pretty good rate. He vomited a lot. I'll be be honest. If you you got to 50, I'd do it. Did I mention I'm from Florida? Okay. Yeah. 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 That's that's, that's all. This all adds up. We're all from dumb places here. Yeah. Don't you come to the Brotherhood. We're following college football. We're all from dumb places. College football. Dumb America sport. And we're all going dumb places. <laughs> That's damn right. For, in, for instance, we're going to a dumb place like wonder what Nebraska's doing at 15. Look at that segue. Well, bam. Nebraska, there they are. There they are. I have no idea what, what like, is, is it a dumb place? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, their loss is a good one, but they have no good wins. So, well, I mean, put them at 15th, like, right in the middle. They beat Miami, and Miami's and better than expected. But Miami wins yeah. okay. Goddamn, they haven't played anybody. No, they haven't done a damn thing, so put them exactly <laughs> in the center. Haven't really, yeah, just haven't really put that stamp on anything, which to me says, congratulations, you're in middle management at 15th. That's, yeah, that's it, perfect. Let's pause here and say, for Bo Pelini to lose four games, he has to lose. <laughs> he has to lose two at least of the these four, which are left: Purdue, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa. Oh yeah, it can be done. No, it can be done. We can get to nine and four. The dream's alive. 
Wisconsin, Wisconsin's pretty good, uh, despite what Wisconsin itself would have you believe. And Iowa's always capable of something awful. That's oh, true. Like, like winning. Oh, yeah. What's worse than watching Iowa lose? Watching them win. <laughs> <laughs> can I just can I just draw this out for you? Why Bo Pelini is destined to go to have uh, to have nine wins? What is Bo Pelini's totem animal? Cat. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A cat. yeah. You yeah. follow me here. Nine lives, yeah. and there are only nine cats in the world. Although, oh, let's be clear, he has definitely killed that cat at least twice. <laughs> this cat CPR ain't hard. <laughs> you can learn it like that. I would Car- also, yeah, I Carl, would also, Carl definitely has some epinephrine he's given him before. Yeah, just <laughs> right, right in the heart, man. We joke about all of this, but you know that Bo Polini, like you know, when he dies, he's just gonna see like cat god. Cat God's going to be like, you knew. You have served me well. You've served me well. Here, go nine and four in the afterlife. He's going to be so pissed about that. <laughs> God damn it. I went along with the cat joke and this is what I get. I was playing <laughs> along with the computer thing and this is what happens. Oh, the internet followed me to the afterlife. <laughs> it's about ethics in Nebraska journalism. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So that's that's really you gentlemen have any further commentary on the rankings? I think throwing the last three spots are like the last three spots in any poll. They're they're just funny. Oh, sure. Let's 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 throw throw Duke in there. Why not? I like the East Carolina one just because it it is it only is there really. I mean, East Carolina is not going to make the playoff. So it really is only there to remind Virginia Tech fans, how how shameful they are, right? Well, most things are, but <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's uh, it's in the running for uh, one of the New Year's bowl spots. I, I like so. that you're suggesting that just ordinary household objects give Virginia Tech fans shame. Be like, oh, this electric can opener is making me. Wonder why our defense can't do anything. No, it just reminds Frank Beamer all those hard times and fancy get when they lived off of canned green beans for months at a time. Yeah, when I think about someone getting uh, shameful about looking at household objects, that strikes me as Michigan. Michigan, <laughs> this was wasteful. <laughs> uh, this was indulgent. Why did Why did I buy a pizza cutter made of leather? I could have just gotten this at Aldi, which it is the same work. stuff with a different label as Trader Joe's. Wait, isn't that Isn't that Michigan State? Isn't oh. Michigan State just Aldi, Michigan? Oh my God! <laughs> huh? Yeah. Wait. If Michigan State is Aldi, Michigan, then which store is Michigan? Oh, it's closed. Yeah, it's closed. Whatever it is, it's closed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's out of business. So it's it's uh, Winn Dixie. It's some European market that got shut down. Whatever the one that was like, hey, these meatballs have horse in it. Yeah, that was, I think that was Trader Joe's. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah, sure. It's Trader Joe's. Oh, like, like I said. Most indicative, like somebody's like, "What's Ann Arbor?" I'm like, "It's a town that size with two Whole Foods." Whole Foods. I think that is a great transition to something we wanted to do tonight to celebrate, and uh, I think memorialize, give a little eulogy for Old Miss's undefeated season. The dream is dead. It's now going to mutate, become something else, a sort of zombie Old Miss team. Shambling to the end of their season, in defeat, like Mississippians of York. I think a reading is probably necessary from special guest Wright Thompson. <coughs> yeah, Wright, is, uh, Wright has a passage for us from the book of Les Miles. 
This is from last year's game against Florida when uh, someone asked Les Miles uh, how it felt to be the hammer instead of the nail against Florida. <clears throat> I've got a question for you. It was a 14-6 game. We played our ass off. And how anybody could pick the hammer and the nail when in fact that hammer or that nail or whatever the hell you got picked. We catch a ball down there. We're fixing to take the lead and we turn it over. I mean, explain to me how Kevin Minter, who sits damn near the career tackle record in that game, how anybody could ever say hammer and nail. I can tell you right now, here's what happens. Two very quality teams take the field and compete like a son of a bitch for victory. And you know what? It's not a hammer and a nail relationship. It's an opportunity for an opponent to be equal and to raise the level of play in such a fashion that they win. And here's how this thing works. That, in fact, you respect the opponent. And he's not the hammer. And he's not the frickin' nail, okay? He's the opponent. Understand? I'm just letting you know I resent that. I resent the fact that suddenly we were nailed. You got it? I mean, honest to Pete's. Shit, we were a pretty good team last year. I thought we played like a son of a bitch in the stadium. I'm just letting you know I felt differently than a nail. Glory, glory, hallelujah. I gotta say, this this week's right was... He had, some, he had more fire to him than when we were talking about Chris... Chris puffs of it, corn. It's really, it's really hard to not. It's really hard to read less miles in any voice and not kind of get fired up. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's uh, less just sort of communicates vigor. I mean, you say that, but next week I'll do it as Brady Hoke, and it'll just sound ridiculous. <laughs> it'll just make you want to lose to like <laughs> Rutgers. <laughs> Well, this would be after Michigan loses to Indiana, so. <laughs> no, 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 that's not happening. <laughs> I have I have total faith in the dysfunction of Michigan, but I have more faith in the Church of Chaos that is Indiana football. Indiana. Wait, so chaos would mean losing to Michigan? Up is down. I don't even. Yeah, because. I, no, well, I think chaos would be all the way back around and beating Michigan. No, Winning is no. dying. Yeah, no, you t- there's just, I when I watched Indiana. When I was up in Michigan, we were watching Indiana, and I was around some Big Ten fans, and I was laughing my ass off, like every third play from something they did, and they thought, like, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, you're being weird. They're like, yeah, that's these guys. (laughs) Every week. That's not weird at all, because I was laughing, and I was like, oh, they're going to think I'm really kind of fucked up and weird for laughing at Indiana this hard, and they're like, no, 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 this is funny. You're allowed that. Yeah, Indiana's just meth cow. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. yeah, that's like one of those made-up drugs that they would tell you about in high school and be like, yeah, you know, somebody's taking crack and they've layered it with heroin and acid. It's called yeah. moon rock and you put it's it in like your a, butt. It's a Sean Hannity drug. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those Sean Hannity Christian youth group scare drugs, right? Is the, Indiana playing the knockout game? <laughs> Indiana is the knockout game. The answer is no. Yeah, it's <laughs> when a bunch of girls put on different color lipstick and <laughs> lose to Bowling Green. <laughs> if a trucker flashes his lights three times at you and plays the Hoosier fight song on his horn, <laughs> it's time for a satanic orgy. You heard that at church, so it's right. I heard. Could I heard, we fact they check? Put, they put Indiana football in the in the coin return in a in a Coke machine. If you stick your finger in there, you're going three and nine. 
<laughs> you're definitely sticking your finger in there. <laughs> Indiana yeah, but, football. Go ahead. Yeah. Stick your finger in Indiana but football. I, I found a Mizzou loss in there once, so it's worth it. Well, <laughs> is that really worth the risk? I, I heard Spuds McKenzie died trying to crowd surf at an Indiana football game twice. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, thank you, Wright. That was moving. The government created Indiana football. <laughs> they, did. they did. Turned it loose on these streets. Did you know them. Indiana football cut out two of its ribs so it could suck? <laughs> <laughs> There's, there, there it is. That's the epitaph for Indiana football forever. Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about last week. If there's anything we want to bring up besides my favorite thing that happened, which was Gary Patterson suffering a suffering that good nine hour rage boner. Just so, what I like about this year's Gary Patterson is he's like it's sort of like a Sons of Anarchy plotline where he I don't think he actually likes Sonny Cumbie, but he's like I need I need you I need to form an alliance with you so I can kill my enemies and yeah. I don't care that I hate you. Yeah. And also, one of us is probably a white supremacist because Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> because Sons of Anarchy. We're not saying Gary Patterson or Sonny Cumbie are white supremacists. Yeah, no. we're, just, we're just playing the odds. Yeah. yeah we're just Cold hard math. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 think if, I think Gary Patterson is his own weird fringe group of humanity all by himself. I don't think he needs a club. I think if you just look <laughs> at him and hear him talk and watch him attempt to interact with other people. And play guitar. And play guitar. He actually only weighs 145 pounds, but he's got his middle is just covered in stashed landmines for the end times. <laughs> he's he's bo- he's buoyant. Yeah, got bouncing Betty's here, motherfucker. You come and get me, police. Come on, zoning. Come on, zoning people. <laughs> Tell me to move that sidewalk back from the lawn. How dare you? Your ed- your national education standards disgust me. Scored 82. Points. Eight, that, points. That's a Houston Cougars nineteen ninety one number. That's a David Klingler number. Eighty two. I can't like that's a Bielema against the worst Indiana team of my lifetime kind of number when you hang that on somebody. That's I mean, it is it takes work to to either be that bad and allow that or to be that good and relentless and do that the whole game. They had their third. I believe they had their third stringers in, correct? Yeah, yeah. They uh, they were not trying to score a hundred points or anything like that. They uh, they took it easy at the end on Texas Tech, and Texas Tech is simply that damn far behind an actual good team. And and if you really want to, I don't. I know it's it's a large vulgar point to put up eighty two points on somebody and then expect people to go, oh, that's a valued win. It's hard to score eighty two. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look at look at you know any team's game against an FCS opponent. Almost never will they crack eighty points. <laughs> you know, let alone against one with equal scholarship uh, scholarship numbers and a similar budget and like, all that. I think Oklahoma versus University of Tennessee Chattanooga was the last time I can remember like an FCS team somebody scoring eighty. I think the Knowles might have talking about the Knowles. The Knowles might have gotten close as well against Bethune-Cookman. Yeah, 
Uh, well, I mean, Savannah State's still around, and they tend Savannah to give State, up yeah. about 80 every time they emerge. I think, yeah, but, but that game got rained out, like, in the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, even counting FCS opponents, it happens once or twice a year, tops. And it happens between conference teams maybe once every five years. Yeah. Here, here is the question I have for you, too. What part of the TCU budget gets cut so that TCU can buy more fireworks? Well, remember... Gary Patterson's one of the people making this decision. So it could be something weird. It could be like water. We'll just cut water. <laughs> yeah. hey, we don't have enough fire? Well, there's one way to solve that. Cut water. <laughs> or or he comes up with a creative... Uh, you know, He's a very creative guy. He uh, was ad- adapted the four two five defense to fit... He's going he's gonna to make his own fireworks, is what you're telling me. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm telling you. Uh, he's just going to... I'd do this. If I were TCU, just drive south, head into Mexico... Load up the car, okay? Uh, make sure that you put some bacon in the front seat so that the dogs, when they come across the border, smell that and not the gunpowder. Sounds like you've done this before. Shh. No, 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 no. no, no. Spencer is connected to Florida. Yeah. Why would he ever need more fireworks? <laughs> what? Well, I mean, please. Why cross a border when you have coast on three sides? That's a really good. If you've ever used an ATM in Florida, all it gives you is bottle rockets. That's true. And boy, I hope that never changes. That's our only currency. It's the only one that any, anyone's ever needed. But then you just drive mm. those back across the border, and, and then you can get like them. Yeah, you can get the good old school M80s that'll take a finger off. That's, That's right. In fact, that would be my favorite thing. TCU celebrates the rest of the season. With Gary Patterson just whipping like cherry bombs out of his pocket, throwing them on the field. <laughs> those shitty little, uh, those shitty little things that they only—they don't even explode or anything. You just the light them and throw them on the snake. ground, and yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> worse than those, the things that just they turn into like—they look like they black poop. You know, yeah, they look like yeah. the stuff from uh, from Prometheus, but mm, like a yeah. fifty cent version. Yeah, they yeah. just Gary Patterson just whips a bunch of that on the field. Yeah, they were just you know throwing just throwing chasers at the refs, right? <laughs> When a TCU child loses a tooth, Gary Patterson comes and leaves a Roman candle under your pillow. It's lit, though. It is lit. Oh, it is lit. Wake up. (laughs) Trevon Boykin somehow managing to be a good quarterback, throwing seven touchdowns in a game when he was, like, at one point not even projected to play the position. Like, yeah, so, they brought in a Texas A&M transfer to replace him, but uh, Trevon <laughs> said, no thanks. No, it's, it's, I'm it's, going to put up 82. So if you need an offense uh, and you have a player who's even remotely quarterback-like, why don't you hire Sonny Cumbie? Just pick him up, because uh, he, he might be pretty good at this. Go Gators. Just, just <laughs> go in. <laughs> you hire... Ah, I gotcha. Hire 20 Sonny Cumbies. <laughs> Florida <laughs> averages 20 points a game. Improvement! Uh, anything else from uh, this past weekend y'all would like to discuss? <laughs> We've already moved on. I, I would like to say two other things. Good job, Miami. I know it's Virginia Tech, but winning games is still pretty big for the Hurricanes. Five and three. Still yeah, it's, looking. It's important to win. It's important to win. It's important to win. Uh, it's important to win at Virginia Tech when you have a band. A banner that says "Fire Al Golden" in the stands. <laughs> now, a thing about Miami is uh, everyone's talking about Louisville as being the uh, the biggest challenge for FSU. Talking about the Knolls, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I think Miami r- matches up pretty well. I mean, Louisville, their biggest strength is stopping the run. They have a good secondary too, but against FSU, what what good is it going to be to stop the run? FSU can't run anyway. What are you going to do to hold them to one yard instead of two? Is that really going to make the difference? But Miami, they're, they're 
pretty good on defense and they're explosive on offense. Louisville doesn't really have an offense. So keep an eye on the Canes. They're yeah. going to totally implode now. Yeah, totally. Now that we've paid attention, they're going to totally implode. Sorry, Miami fans. Yeah, it was our fault. You're welcome. Uh, the And the game I enjoyed watching most was probably South Carolina-Auburn. I did kind of enjoy watching LSU just mash out Old Miss and force Dr. Bow into one of the ghastliest decisions that you will ever see at the end of the game. Uh, however, way more fun to watch South Carolina-Auburn because it was exactly what you thought it would be. 42-35, going back and forth. South Carolina with one last chance to score, and they didn't, which is a shame because Spurrier said he would have gone for two mm. had they gotten the position immediately rather than take it to OT, which with the team they've got at 4-4 four and four, totally makes sense. Do it. So we, were, we were just a little bit of wackiness away from uh, the playoff number three team going down to uh, <laughs> a team that lost to a team that lost to Indiana. Yeah, let's the just, let's the just... highest ranked team in the SEC. <laughs> the highest ranked per Joe Shad. Remember, <laughs> Joe Shad did tweet out tonight. <laughs> Look, Auburn at number three, that's the highest ranked team because Mississippi State plays in the whack. Yeah. They're a hell they're a hell of a whack team though. That out of conference schedule. Whew. It's apparently they managed to load up on a bunch of SEC teams. <laughs> in conference schedule pretty weak. I gotta be honest. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're the only one in the conference, you gotta play in the SEC West. Weird little thing. I would also say, uh, finally looking down, these were the late night games, but uh but if you didn't miss it, and, and you probably did miss it, Arizona State at Washington, they were playing in like a fifty mile an hour gale. And still managed to score 24 points. So so way to go. I don't know how the hell that happened. I watched it with these own eyes, and it still made absolutely no sense to me. So, one, I was up that late. Yay. And two, uh, Washington's still very, very bad on offense. And guess and guess who lost in the last 10 seconds of the game? Oh, who? Oh, that would be USC again. Again. <laughs> again. <laughs> Again, to you to uh, the indomitable Utah Utes. A sweet five and three USC. I I don't know what's fair to say about Steve Sarkeesian yet. I really don't. Like I don't know how. Do we really know how hard that Washington job is? Because it doesn't seem very easy. Um, no, but the USC job. I mean, he's got to go to Washington State. This Saturday, it, it, confusingly at four thirty Eastern Time. I, I don't even know what an early afternoon in Pullman looks like. <laughs> I imagine it's like the, the beginning. The, uh, it's like the first minute of Starship Troopers. Well, I was gonna, I was going to say of the of the thriller video where just people are slowly rising from their <laughs> ragged ragged graves on the ground. Uh, it's got to look like some kind of like wow. Like a Mayakovsky poem. Just bleak steps. Maybe it's definitely a- the first minute or the last minute of some of some disaster movie. Well, <laughs> well, you should just, instead of watching this game, you should just put on a slideshow of modern pictures of abandoned shopping malls. And that will be the same visual, essentially. <laughs> Coogan the dead. You're like, but oh, with, the steak yeah, escape like a, used to be. a shopping mall full of people turning up on Fireball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that not what happens at abandoned shopping malls? Washington State football, the blocking dead. Man, remember when Washington State had a Spencer's? That was crazy. <laughs> Man, they sold the cool stuff in the back. <laughs> they had a sex game with cards. It was amazing. <laughs> Never played it with my high school girlfriend, but I wanted to. 
was that uh was that the mike price era <laughs> i think uh, that was definitely the mike price era was, and i think was, he used the cards it was definitely not the paul wolf era yeah no he's was, a he's a good man he's a nice guy uh, paul wolf ran the yankee candle store <laughs> paul, paul wolf was like, think, hey, things remembered by paul wolf things remembered not the thomas kincaid <laughs> Paint. He's the painter of light of coaches. Uh, I think that's enough. Let's go to, to uh, reader mail for the uh, week. I think we've each got time for one question. Ryan, if you would start with you. Uh, this question comes from Evan. His uh, Twitter handle is Rockastar. And he says, uh, since one of you went to law school, that would be me. Which current head coach would make the best defense attorney? Um, I think that you want somebody as a defense attorney, you don't necessarily need somebody who's the best lawyer. You do need somebody who's likable and who will be able to sort of, uh, politic in such a way that they will, that they will endear themselves to the, uh, to the court effectively. And I think that that person is probably Steve Adazio. I don't think he's necessarily going to be the sharpest defense attorney, but people are going to walk away and say, you know what? I like him and he made his points loudly and therefore I am finding for you. And based on his vine account, he might do them all in with one word in six seconds. Very succinctly. People enjoy having their time appreciated. Absolutely. Nobody's nobody. Nobody in a court is going to think, oh, man, Steve Adazio has been talking too long. Is the assailant in the courtroom? Yes. Is he a dude? Yes. A dude. It's like a terrible game of guess who. Total dudes. Is the Uh, dude wearing a hat? I'd uh, I'd go ahead and throw in for Mac Brown, by the way. Oh, Mac Brown is the best ever answer to this question. But if you're only counting current. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to cheat, dig back and go for Mac Brown because he's like Matlock. He's going to flip it on me. Right? I'll be like, oh, wasn't it you who killed them? And the other person will be like, ah, you got me, and I'm not sure why, because you just asked me. And he yeah, shoots. well, I think, he, I think he kind of friends you into it, you know, like, hey, you can, you can tell me that you were the one who tried to rank Cal ahead of Texas that one year. <laughs> you can also go the other route and go with Tom Osborne, if you want sort of the, like, bullying aggressive i guess that's more of a prosecutor though he just wears your ass down i think the uh i I think we all know who the worst possible defense attorney would be and it's dana holgerson Mm -hmm. Uh, uh. i'm sorry sorry i'm late your honor he just wouldn't show up (laughs) combing his hair as he as he shambles in and slumps down (laughs) was it was that the guy who did it yeah my client yeah fuck Oh, I mean, uh, 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 no, I need a recess, Your Honor. <laughs> I gotta go find started. a. I gotta go find a defensive coordinator or something. Hold on. I would also really hate Nick Saban as a defense attorney Ooh. because he would he would he would not be able to keep his cool when even unimportant things went wrong. Like he threw his headset at his quarterback as they were thrashing Tennessee. I would. Has, all... This man has no chill. Well, I would... just imagine when you answer a question wrong. If it's like, were you there? And you say, uh, no. And he, God damn it! You're <laughs> supposed to say I was at. Get him out of there! <laughs> Get him out of the goddamn stage! Get his ass out of there! Paralegal, just... paralegal Lane also, Kiffin just also, shuffling papers kind of... and crying. I don't know if anyone could see Saban over the podium anyway. Jerry, so. yeah, well, I was going to say jury selection would take like uh, he'd want to, you know. 
How many jurors can I have? Uh, we're we're going to have 12 in this jury. I need 24. I need 24. I need to oversign this jury. Uh, the other Just bit. alternates, man. Gray shirt's just another word for alternate. Les Miles is my judge, and none of you can say anything because the law doesn't make sense and you can't convince me it does. Certainly not in Louisiana, it doesn't. Hell no. Uh, Jason, your question. Uh, this comes to us from friend of the program, Denny Mayo. He says, why is everything so biased? Uh, the answer is ESPN. Mm. They got a SEC, so they're the bias. How many How many SEC titles were won before ESPN? None. That's right. None. That's right. Never, never ever. Alabama did, claims zero titles pre nineteen eighty or so. Did not happen. I would uh, I would say our perfect four for ESPN's purposes would be uh, let's see, out of the Pac twelve, we'll take uh, the Lakers. Out of the mm. Big Ten, we'll take uh, LeBron. Not the Cavs, just LeBron. Just LeBron. Just LeBron. Just LeBron. There's our Big just, Ten audience, just, right? Not even LeBron, just LeBron's decision. Yep. Uh, then we'll take the Tide. So remember, yeah. consistently, the highest college football uh, ratings, period, come from Birmingham, Alabama. Yep. And then uh, Notre Dame. No, incorrect. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Well, he's not. Same, same, same damn thing. Same damn thing. <laughs> same thing. Neither of them play anymore. Neither of them yeah. play anymore. They, they, you know, they drop a lot of balls, metaphorically and literally. Ooh. But Notre Dame never gives you a gift basket. That's you don't know that. Oh, do you want a gift basket from Brian Kelly? <laughs> it's got a, it's got a grenade in it. How maybe high? It's, maybe how it's high? Maybe. How high off the ground is this basket? Can you imagine what would happen if if Derek Jeter lost to Florida State on a correct pass interference call? <laughs> they would be go. exactly the same. That's the ultimate bias. That's the that's the ESPN foursome. I think they would all want. My question is from uh, again friend of the program Valley Shook, aka Podcat. Uh, what the hell was Bo thinking? Because I was there and I've seen replays and I still can't figure it out. I'll continue this thought for him. And I'm an LSU fan. I'd like to relive the humiliating defeat of my rival one more time. We're happy to help you do that. What was Bo thinking? Well, sp- specifically, uh, there's an out pattern there, and I think about the eight that he could have thrown, and then there's the little beep to the end zone throw. He saw a single coverage and went for it and missed the safety. But that's not what a trained physician like Dr. Bo Wallace was thinking because this no. is delicate surgery. And most people would assume you go uh, to the heart directly through the sternum, uh, accessed via a bone saw, carefully applied, to avoid cutting the heart, and then a spreader to get full access to the uh, through the pericardium and into the chest cavity itself. Uh, but that's that would be too simple. Nope. The body already has its own internal system of canals and tubes, and you just follow those like a rat running through the sewers, and eventually you get to the heart. Will you not? There's also the flavor seal packet located Mm -hmm. beneath the uh, armpit. That's something they don't teach outside of Mississippi Medical School, but you get bonuses when you adopt the Magnolia State as both your home and your intellectual uh, mentor. So you can go through the flavor pack right there. Seals it in. You don't want to puncture it all the way, but you do want to poke some holes in it so that way when you microwave it, it will release steam. Yeah. Also, during the process, very important to maintain circulation in the heart and or football. Same thing. And Uh, you do that by putting somebody on a jet ski and doing uh, doing power slides. Yep. It's it's true. Do that at the same time. Also, massage with cocoa butter. A little bit of cocoa butter in the chest cavity. It just keeps everything loose and uh, enables for a smoother massage. Or just regular butter. Yeah. Also, he threw to a man in double coverage. So that's that's also what Dr. Bo was thinking. 
It's kind of like Riz's verse in Triumph, where there's a train station in somebody's heart. Yeah, exactly. And Dr. Bo derailed. That's what happened. Into somebody's heart. Into somebody's, a train. He did heart surgery with a train. (laughs) He did. And not the band. A train. Man, man, Inception was weird. (laughs) Heart surgery with a train would be, um, your mom would like it. More like interception. Oh, shit. Yeah, god damn it. No, you got it. That's that's the actual word. Like like Bo Wallace, you just need to be unreasonably confident. You can uh, sell yeah, that. You joke. just have to finish it. That's Woo! true. Hey, I, 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 we, we love Dr. Bo, and we hope he has a much better game next week. It was, it was a real bad play, but everyone has those. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as anyone who listens to this podcast knows. Uh, let's go ahead and look at the coming week, if we can. Uh, obviously, Thursday, Florida State-Louisville, one of Florida State's last real chances to lose a football game, please lose. Talking about those nulls, please Talk lose. About the nulls. Uh, but yeah, a, a very legitimate chance to lose this. Everyone will point to the defeat of Florida State in, I believe, 2002 at the hands of John L. Smith and the Louisville <laughs> Cardinals. Remember that Remember that, that happened. Uh, Florida State has lost to Jim Grobe and John L. Smith. That happened. These are yeah, real things. It was, a, it was a rainy Thursday. I, I hope I hope some intrepid crafter out there makes a a, cra- a a quilt rather out of embarrassing Florida State losses over the year. What? And no, you can have a hologram of that loss to UVA where Jimbo just collapses on the sidelines. Did Marianne tell you I was making that for you? Oh my God! Merry Christmas! Damn it! Yeah, that's that that was 2002, by the way, and it was John L. Smith. So remember, if that can happen, anything can happen because I'm going to assume Bobby Petrino is probably a step up from John L. Smith. Although, remember, John L. Smith was one of the people who first hired Petrino because he knew he he was he knew he couldn't do this. He has <laughs> like, the sight. He can recognize hot piss in others. <laughs> How many downs we got? Four. Jesus, this kid's good. <laughs> you know half of the, you know half of what you need to know already. He is the chosen one. Because <laughs> I'm choosing him. Literally, that's his title. <laughs> I don't know what coaches do. <laughs> Looking forward also, uh, we've got, uh, boy, that 12 o'clock. Ble- you know, go, go run some ble- errands. If you want to slow cook something, get Ooh. it started then. Whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be rough. You should go do something else because it's a lot of ACC. And not particularly compelling ACC <laughs> matchups. Like the best game of the twelve o'clock block might be Duke Pitt. You should. Yeah. I will that's say a, you that's should, actually a pretty big game. <laughs> you should keep tabs on Wisconsin at Rutgers just to see if Melvin Gordon runs for a thousand yards. He might. He really might. Additionally, at Colorado, they got to win a Pac twelve game one of these days. They actually <sighs> don't. They could. They could lose all of them. But yeah, there's no law saying they have. There's to. no law saying no. I mean, not even probability. Really, probability says. They can just keep flipping that coin and getting tails. That that can happen forever. Like, this Three. is just a washer you're flipping. I'm calling heads. <laughs> Mike McIntyre, keep doing it, man. <laughs> Gotta get there someday. Uh, 3.30 block, though. Significant improvement. Game day game of the week. TCU at West Virginia. I the, the TC, This West Virginia team has just been so cool the last couple of weeks. Period. Just They've, they've been so fun to watch, and they are playing... So very well. This is an extremely dangerous game for TCU, particularly in Morgantown. I don't think they'll score half as many points. They might, but but West Virginia, despite injuries, has been playing really well on defense. Yeah, so half as many. That's 41? 
For, yeah. For, yeah, which it's still pretty reasonable. Here. It's pretty. I, I think that would be a very successful day against this TCU offense. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised to see uh, either team score in the forties. Yeah, I think this is just at this point a coin flip game. Like there's very there's very little in me that says this is very predictable, other than many points and much offense, and possibly the game day set getting burned to the ground uh, <laughs> or carried away. I think that would be. <laughs> And then, and then burn to the ground. Yeah, because there's really not that much to burn. It's mostly metal, but you know you can definitely take that sucker and sell it for scrap. Yeah, uh, sm- yeah. smelted, right? You could you could smelt it and be like, you could, man, where'd you get this new deer stand? Well, funny story about that. <laughs> why's it got a light tower on it? Why like, is why, why is Lee Corso in it? <laughs> hey, <laughs> he just thought he'd stay. <laughs> I don't think he would mind. That. I think they would adopt him. He he can stay. He's our chief now. Exactly. Like, everyone like, else they're going to eat, but Lee's fine. Lee. Not so fast, my dear. Lee survived a decade in Indiana coaching football. He can live through anything. Ooh. Yeah, it's true. God, we keep coming back to Indiana football. This, this podcast is, sucks. Why is this happening? It's so important. Now, uh, 3.30, Florida <laughs> plays Georgia. And moving on to a more important game, Purdue, Purdue at Nebraska. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That that's happening too. That, that, yeah, that, that game technically has uh, title implications because Nebraska's in it. Because <laughs> Nebraska's <laughs> in it. Uh, the more important games on more later at night, the seven o'clock shift. We're looking far better. It's really probably what you want to watch if you can't watch anything else, because our three and four will help us solve the playoff knot by uh, making one of them lose. Auburn. Auburn at Ole Miss, which uh, I, I really – I have no bead on this game whatsoever. Absolutely none. Is Auburn's defense butt? Yeah, they're kind of buddy. Okay, it's, it's a little bit of butt. Auburn and Mississippi State would, really aren't that different. Auburn's defense is probably butt comparable to Ole Miss's offense. Yeah. It's it's good enough. So, but. so we're going to get some sweet butt-on-butt action. Yep. Yep. This is uh, high <laughs> – Requiem for a dream bowl right here. This is this is this is the ass ass bowl. <laughs> it's a lot like FSU Louisville, where uh, when FSU or Auburn has the ball, tune in. When Louisville or Ole Miss has the ball, watch Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. By the way, really see a way in this game for Ole Miss if Auburn manages to decode what they're doing and really start to move the ball. I don't see Old Miss being able to keep up points wise. Yeah, that seems that seems like a fair assessment. That's not a total insult. It's more a compliment to Auburn to say that if they get at pace and they begin to really lean on you and score points and do what Gus Malzahn wants to do, then Old Miss is going to have to do the same. That means there's going to be more repetitions for Bo Wallace and and, and Old Miss is kind of beat up after that LSU game, whereas Auburn is just sort of amused after that South Carolina game. Yeah, no, it was a little. That was just a brisk little stretch for them. Yeah, be like, oh, that old man can run. <laughs> Did you see that? Wow, yeah, that was invigorating. Gonna take a nap, Ooh. get up, feel good next day. Meanwhile, Old Miss is like, we got hit by a shrimp. <gasps> Why did I think I could put a backboard in the driveway by myself? Everything hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never drinking with poles again. Never yeah, old mess. My Polish neighbors. <laughs> Ole Miss, which, when healthy, might have the country's best offense, is going to take on one of the country's most dangerous offenses with, uh, without at least one Kim Dichi with maybe another safety banged up with a linebacker hurt. Things are, things are rough. Good times. Yeah, good times. Go Knowles. Old Dr. Gussel sat right up. 
Talking about them old Miss Knowles. Talking about them old Miss Knowles. Uh, anything else on the schedule stand out before we uh, conclude? Oklahoma State at Kansas State would have been a good game preseason. Uh, it looks, looks like a slaughter. Uh, Stanford, Oregon will be interesting just because Stanford maybe has just gotten good enough to make Oregon look like shit. I, I don't. I, it, it's one of those games where I don't know that Stanford will win, but they might hold Oregon to, I don't know, 24 points or something, and that will be enough for everybody to say, nope, we're done with Oregon. They're done. Yeah, I'm, just, uh, I'm looking at Mississippi State, Arkansas, because uh, I think Mississippi State is going to wax the Razorbacks. I don't even think it's going to be close. It, it'll be one of those games that I think a day before people will say, well, account for that. Mississippi State will just justify their pole position by pulling away from them with extreme prejudice. Uh, here is an evil question: Who wins Texas at Texas Tech? Oh, I, I'm I'm going to go Texas. TCU. I'm TCU. <laughs> add another add another win on that. Bump them firmly into the top four. Uh, Tech Texas wins that game because Texas Tech's just broken. I, I they they don't have anything. Okay. Uh, I think you lose. I think what that, does Texas have? <laughs> nothing. Have, nothing. But thing. you can't break nothing. Yeah, okay. exactly, and and so it's the void versus like Juno. a broken down car. Then Te- yeah. Texas Tech is a Texas Tech's got you know they have warrants and liabilities, debts, multiple mm-hmm. tax police coming in to repossess what's left of their season. Texas, meanwhile, they're just broke. Can't hurt broke, right? Hmm. Okay. That's... Got got nothing. Can't lose nothing. That's that's good analysis. Yeah, Texas Tech is on that rent to own trouble right now. Take Texas to cover. Yeah, uh, and then I think looking. Finally, at the last part of the schedule, the other interesting game for me is Utah-Arizona State because it will knock another one-loss team out of the Pac-12 picture. Probably Arizona State because I'm just done betting against Utah. Only a fool would bet against Utah. I can't explain why they win. I've seen it happen. Uh, They just keep doing it. It's ugly, and it usually takes at least 50 to 60 minutes to decide their games, but 6-1 and is 6-1. and it's like watching a very two very new people at chess play chess against each other. It's like, oh my god, this is, oh, you don't even know where the pawns go. Dang it, Kyle Whittingham, you lost your queen in the third move again. So, like people who not just uh, it's their first time playing, they don't even know the rules. Right, it's right. like they you sit to... down two two people who've never even heard of chess at a board oh, and say, "Go hold at on. it." Hold on, let me get the book. Are you trying to tell me, Todd Graham, that this is what this piece does? Todd Graham would cheat like crazy. Todd Graham would also be an excellent defense attorney, let me point out. <laughs> Are we sure he's not? Because he's got no scruples. <laughs> if there was ever a coach without scruples. Also, I just want to mention, I just saw a possum. I thought you guys would want to know that. <laughs> was, he, was he on the way to take the pit job? <laughs> Don't worry, he texted his players at Tulsa. Remember Liar Liar, a movie about a defense attorney in a divorce trial, correct? He went to the bathroom to negotiate, right? Remember? Because he needed a stay, he needed a break. Jim Carrey beats himself up in the bathroom. There's only one college football coach I know of who's actually pulled that trick in the middle of a contract negotiation to talk to the other party in said negotiation, and that's Todd Graham. Yeah, but that's only because Tuberville didn't think of it. Yeah, that I was the, the name Tuberville was also on the edge of my edge of my brain as well. <laughs> don't don't make fun of Kentucky's next coach like that. Oh man, I hope they open a law firm together. It'll be like Franklin and Bash for seniors. <laughs> what does that even mean? 
you know, for seniors who get injured and want to have sex in hot tubs. Well, let's snort this line of centrum, bro. Yeah.